yeah baby 2024 we kicking it up a notch rapper weed tv the podcast going up wherever you stream listen to music and or podcast lock in with us hit the subscribe button punch the hell out that notification bell you locked in when we got another episode going up it's loud little, little loud circle forming you know the rest yada 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 you get nada punch that motherfucking notification bell boy lock us in Rapper Week TV Podcast, we going up 2024. Let's begin. Well, now, like we always do around this time, I am your host, Mike Man, and I'm back with another episode of The Hottest Thing Smoking. Rapper Week TV, you know how it goes. Flame them if you have them. Because the back was burning, go ahead, push that notification bell, that subscribe bell. Matter of fact, punch the hell out that bitch. You locked in when we got another one going up. You know how it goes. You over there with your pin ass blunt. That backyard boogie. You go ahead and give me 18 feet with that bullshit player. Oh, I'm trying to be coughing like this. <coughs> anyway, it seems the Cat Williams effect. It's taking the world by storm. You don't know about the Cat Williams effect. Is the effects of after his club Shay Shay interview, which by the way now exceeds 50 million within weeks. So Shannon Sharp had the or wanted the credit of being the highest watched podcast he has that now and I think he was trying to beat out Joe Rogan who had a 42 million viewed or more episode but that was in months Shannon did his in weeks two weeks to be exact not even a week so Everybody pocket watching, wondering how much Shannon got. Yeah, Uncle Shay Shay cashing in on them motherfuckers. And the smart idea of chopping them bitches up like that. When I got into this podcast and blogging lane, I was looking at the same shit that DJ Vlad was doing. Like, here I have... Say, for instance, D.L. Hughley on there. And I noticed, this is before, you know, he started numbering, like, the segments. But he'll have D.L. Hughley on there. And you'll go the whole week, you seeing D.L. Hughley with the same goddamn outfit on in each different interview. I was like, oh, okay. Chopping these motherfuckers up. Not the whole entirety. Now you can get the whole video in its entirety. But now, the cashing in of the little segments of it. Oh, yeah. We got to start taking pages out of that. That's why we're going back to the YouTube. <laughs> right now, you can check the shorts out on uh, from Dame, from AI Dame. You can check out AI Dame on TikTok, Instagram, 
you know, wherever you do your social medias and on YouTube. Actual audio and wherever you stream and listen to music and or podcast. But yeah, Cat Williams effect. So the other day, Dave Chappelle made a comment doing I think one of his sets at a show didn't get the idea of what area he was in but he called out cat you know here's the thing cat and Dave are both considered the goats and I don't know yeah, that shit made me feel almost as if, you know, Dave felt some type of way of somebody even comparing him and Cat. They're two different comedians, but this overall thing with the joke stealing. Like, bro, I've been hearing some of the same jokes on TV that I grew up listening to in the backyard in the school playground, in the gym, in the wrecks. Like, we used to hear these type of jokes all the fucking time. That mama joke about the powdered milk, bro, we've been hearing that shit forever. And I remember watching White Chicks, because I only bring this up because they was talking about Monique uh, apologized to somebody, and it was asking her about if she had jokes stolen and she brought up the movie White Chicks when he did the blow on the powder I remember years ago before they came out with uh, or they were trying to come out with these little shows you know for the comedians and stuff and Ricky Smiley had a show and it was on like For us, I think it showed up on like Fox or UPN or some shit like that. But late at night, like 2 o'clock in the fucking morning type. When nobody's damn near going to be watching it. And I remember seeing that that scene where Monique did the shit blowing the powder. Fast forward, I don't know why I was uh, on YouTube looking at old shit. Because it was a slow day, boring day, nothing going on, nothing to watch on TV, no sports. So I click on there and I see that same episode. This is before all the joke stealing and the comics beefing and shit. No, I think this was like earlier in the year, somewhere in the summertime. And... I remember seeing that same thing and then it brought me back to white chicks I was like what the fuck okay fast forward a few months later now the comedians are beefing talking about joke stealing me personally not to be talking about this bitch but say for instance like cat Cat said he smokes weed if he has a medical marijuana license. So, you know, I could understand 
comedians doing some shit or hearing some shit or walking in on some shit and catching the ass in. Like, people, even rappers, bro. I'm going to tell you like this. The same way rappers, like, all right, just break it down like this. The overall context of the language and words being used. Words are being used constantly. The same words are constantly being used every day. Just a different pattern, just a different form, different tones, different deliveries. But people use words the same way, phrases, slogans, sentences, just everything. So no one can really stake a claim onto some shit that's really been said because guess what? The truth of the matter, it's already been said before. The same shit you thinking and saying to yourself right now. Same shit somebody somewhere else on the other side of the globe or right probably next door thinking the same exact shit. That's life, bro. That's, I mean, that's how this bitch been going around. It's a copycat fucking world we live in. It's been that way forever. Like I use the analogy of you going to the grocery store to the bread department. It's all bread, but look how many different brands there are. Different price points. Different versions. But it's all fucking bread at the end of the day. It's the same shit with words, bro. The same shit with these jokes. Your mama jokes. We've been saying them shits since your ass grew up and stepped out the motherfucking house and started cussing and all this and that, bro. Come on. A lot of these jokes. <coughs> and even, say for instance, I give you the benefit of the doubt. A young Monique, a young Bernie Mac. Young Cedric the Entertainer, young Cat Williams, young Dave Chappelle, knowing they want to be comedians, knowing they want to be funny, they got a funny bone in them. And these same jokes, some of the same jokes they saying back then or coming up with way when they're younger. Going to use this one's like a class clown would do some shit to make the classroom laugh say for instance I was a class clown I would get up there and joke around and do little funny dances and shit say little funny shit mocking the teacher and this and that children would laugh I'm thinking that's funny until that one day my mama <laughs> standing at the fucking doorway while I'm putting on the goddamn show <laughs> That shit hey, turned into her putting on a show on my ass. Right there at school, then walking me back to the classroom. Fast forward years later, I have to do the same shit to my son. <laughs> and it happened the same way. Except for 
teacher was, I think my teacher probably said the same shit. She probably called my mama. So why would my mama just pop up like that, right? So the teacher called me. Well, baby mama called me, telling me what the teacher said. Teacher calls me after the baby mama gives my number, adds me to the contact list. And I just passed him by the school one day, say, oh, let me stop in here and see what my son doing. Same exact shit. I walk to the classroom. They don't know I'm coming. I step through the doorway and I'm standing there and my son putting on a damn show. Yeah. Same results. Take him to the bathroom for a quick little performance and he's back in the classroom for the encore or ovation, which is one you're not liking. But case of point, you come up, you grow up, if you want to be a comedian, you might be recycling some shit you done seen or heard somewhere else or trying to tweak it a little bit, make it a little bit funnier. That shit's been going on forever. But, <clears throat> I don't know, to me, when I first watched the Cat Williams episode, for one, when I listened to some shit, say like if it was a rapper that's a lyricist, you're going to listen for the slick wordplay. You're going to listen to the cadence, the tone, the delivery, all that shit. The punchlines, the bars. You're going to listen to that. You're going to listen for it if you're listening for the lyricism, right? Same thing with a comedian. Now, with a comedian doing an interview, you have to take at face value for one. It's a comedian. So you know he's going to be joking, playing, saying some slick shit that's, you know. And then you have to take into the account the type of comedian. If he's one of those controversial ones, ones like Dave Chappelle who are trying to enlighten and bring some kind of awareness to you. Okay, you should take that shit at face value. So with both of those equations adding up. It should equal to you understanding that, you know, some of this shit may be jokes and giggles, but hey, it might be real too. That's the thing. That may be some new trick in comedy, because if you look at it now, that's what Dave Chappelle does. That's what Cat Williams been doing lately. Yeah, they'll sprinkle in some damn gems that you need to be probably aware of and making probably conscious decisions about but at the same time he's doing his job as a comedian so watching the interview and then going back and watching episodes or the segments that you know they chopped up because, you know, people want to get to the good parts about what you're talking about, Kevin Hart, or get to the part where Gary Owens' name comes up and this and that. But at the same time, you're listening. You're checking it out. So I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, keep in mind, y'all, Cat is a comedian. 
So you don't know if he's saying some of this shit in a joking fashion and it being fiction or a joking fashion and the shit actually being true, but you're not knowing if it's true or not because it's funny. I think that's what he and Dave Chappelle have picked up on now. Say, for instance, if we was going to break down the concept game, who was the first one to start doing the thought-provoking shit on their sets? And where did they get it from? Did they see it somewhere else? Did Cat see it from Dave Chappelle early on and caught on to it before everybody really realized what was going on and started doing it too? Or was it the other way around? Or if they both got it from somebody else, say like Richard Pryor, Dick Gregory, Red Fox, Dodomite, like people like that. They probably picked up on the shit that he was really doing that you didn't catch on to because you too busy tuning into the funny. Like, bruh. But we're, we're talking about it, bruh. This is Rap Weed TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, and BMJ all day. The Cat Williams effect. Chill. Get it. I'm your host, Dame of Rapper Weed TV and Bruh on that clock the sports podcast. Unofficial Saints Podcast. Going into 2024, man. Wishing you and yours a happy new year. Prosperous, safe, blessings, all that. And while you at it, go on in. Tune in to one of the episodes, Rapper Weed TV the Podcast and Bruh. Run that clock. We going up 2024. Chill. Kicking it dope. Also, with the Cat Williams effect comes the shit that follows with other people benefiting from the said effect. This is Rapper Week TV Podcast. We talking about it. Cat Williams effect. Y'all seen the interview with him and Club Shay Shay? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Keep in mind, Cat is a comedian and if he's a comedian he's gonna say some funny shit now if you can tell from the funny and the thought provoking shit or the insightful shit but still get the funny well you my friend are probably one of those who are enlightened But some of us, a lot of us, take shit for what it is. And if he's a comedian, he's telling jokes. And some people see it just like that. So everything is a joke. But if you're not privy privy to 
the insightful or the mindfulness word my mama used to drill in me all the time. The mindfulness of somebody delivering you a message that, yeah, it may be funny, but it's a message. Whether you grasp that motherfucker or however you decipher it in life or it applies to your life, that's on you. But people go to comedy shows, people hear jokes, people are standing around the water cooler in the break room at work, you start snapping on your co-worker, bam, you rip out some shit that you saw at the comedy show last night. I think that's how a lot of these jokes have been recycled and reused because keep in mind comedian probably had a regular job just like you and me probably that's how he came famous snapping on everybody at Walmart in the break room or whatever job he was working at the current time but snapping and you know clapping at folks like that the dozens Bro, that shit been going around and a lot of jokes came with that shit. A lot of jokes that I hear now and have heard. There are jokes I've heard Steve Harvey do. But you gotta remember. Same around the same age, close to the same age. Maybe a little bit older than me. But still, same times. We coming up in the 70s, 80s. If you grew up in the 70s, 70s to 80s, you heard some shit. Motherfucking black folks start waking up and realizing shit. Then when shit start, you know, advancing, people, the talking aspect, the snapping, the joking, that shit gonna always be there. The razzing, all that shit. The jonesing, yeah. Joseph, all that shit, bro. That shit been going on. Motherfuckers in prison. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Now, say, for instance, your favorite comedian did some jail time. Say, like, Mike Epps, who used to go to jail a lot back in the day. He in there cracking jokes and shit. He get out, bam. He cracking the same jokes. Because now he famous. Somebody else comedian at the time they didn't know it he in there he hear the same jokes he get out he do the same shit he want to be a comedian he go crack the joke he's saying some shit he heard my episode one of these other comedians say why they was locked up Like, bro, that shit's still getting recycled. Like, for one, the words one says. You cannot hold shit against nobody if they bring up the same fucking phrase you just used. It's not that the motherfucker was standing there with binoculars and a microphone ready for your next goddamn gym to come out. Bruh, like I say, people do shit different days different ways think about this shit for a second somebody saying the exact same shit you saying right now or thinking 
right now somewhere else maybe in the cubicle next to you across the road from you the restaurant seat next to you take for instance a restaurant order you at McDonald's over here in Dallas Texas somebody else in Chicago Illinois y'all both walk in at the same time Y'all both got a taste for breakfast. Y'all both ordering the same goddamn thing. Same order, same verbiage, same way. Both of y'all in a good mood. Y'all give the delivery and the happy, singy type, singy type songy vibe or whatever. Bam. That's that's but that's what I'm talking about. Like people do shit the same way, same thing, just different days, different times. Sometimes same time, but they doing the same shit. This is a copycat world we in, so I don't see wild, you know, uproar with the comedians beefing at each other. But you know, Dave Chappelle did pose a question: Why? cat is always firing off at the black comedians well i will probably guess that you know as a black man himself you know we are privy or feel privileged or entitled to address another black man or a member of the black community because we're black. Uh, he's on tour with a lot of black comedians. Well, I think that's one reason. To say why, why he can say this. If he's frequenting a lot of the up-and-comers shows and they're black. That's probably a reason. As far as the white ones. Like, who's going to go at George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld, Carrot Top, Gallagher, like all of them right now? What what reason would he have to address them? Or, like, the new up-and-comers, Mikey Day. What's the other guy, the other uh, Mikey dude? I kind of like him, Keith. Matt Matt Kife, Matt Kife. Yeah, I like him, but... Why, what reason would Cat Williams have to go off on them? Especially if he's not really working with them like that. Now, Matt Keith, I think he worked with him on Wildin' Out. Yeah, Mikey Day, I think he worked with him on Wildin' Out. But really, this is Cat Williams. He black. It's a lot of black cast members on Wildin' Out. I don't think he'll be really fucking with them like that. Now, a few of them that are cool or seem cool. Like, you can tell some people that say they're your co-worker. There are some you vibe with and some you won't. That's just, like, in entertainment. Like, bro, maybe he did kick it with a few of them. Maybe he didn't. So what? He ain't white. And really, commenting on their... You know shit or whatever You know motherfuckers are gonna turn that shit around quick Like 
oh, you really ain't in no position to be saying shit about them because blah, blah, blah. And for one, the main number one fact is blah. But you know what that is. But I don't know. I don't think Dave is crowd chasing. So, you know, it's Dave doing Dave shit. But, you know, the Cat William fact rolls on. And... I see Country Wayne, he's folded up on Club Shay Shay with an interview and this, you know, like I say, that's kind of the lane that this look like is steering in for Club Shay Shay. That's probably a good thing though. But, you know, we'll see. But the comedians, as far as them bickering and beefing, bro, y'all been saying and recycling the same shit forever. Come on now, chill out with that shit. I mean... People that know and been around the early days since you've been around and probably been watching you since the beginning, we know. We done heard, I done heard your material over here, that material over there with you. So come on. This is Rapper Week TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man. Y'all stay tuned for the Rapper Week TV shorts on TikTok and YouTube. Stay tuned for Broad Run That Clock the Podcast. We like the uh, AFC and NFC Championship matchups are set. We got Kansas City and Baltimore. We got Detroit and San Fran. I got San Fran going all the way 27-24. But uh, I'm a Saints fan, so it really don't matter to me. Who that? Y'all stay tuned for this and more episodes of Rapper Weed TV, the podcast, and Bro Run That Clock. Whether you stream or listen to music and or podcast, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Punch the hell out that notification bell. You locked in. We got a circle forming. This live, lit, lit live circle forming. Yeah. Because a couple weeks ain't giving you nada, nothing, yo. Nothing. Over there with your back, your boogie, that pen ass blunt. You tap that notification bell. Like I said, punch the hell out that bit. You there. Y'all stay safe, stay breezy, stay sanitized, stay dangerous. Stay the fuck out the way and stay tuned for another one that's coming. And BMG's finest, Mike Man. That's me all day. Y'all be breezy.